everybody, welcome to a special episode of Dev Party. Yes, another one. Uh, a little different this time. We're going to be doing something special. So if you're new here, Dev Party is our mini episodes between our main episodes where basically Eric and I call each other up, press record, and develop some shit. So today we're doing what? We are not really developing, I guess. We are exposing. We are making cyanotypes, which you probably know from the title of the episode. But we're not just making cyanotypes. We are also going to be toning them with some sort of toner. And we'll get to all of that. But first, we have to make the cyanotype. And I do say make because we're making a print. So... My, I'm doing something interesting with mine. I am exposing through a negative. Are you doing that? What are you doing? Uh, yeah, I did. I did the same thing. Okay. I did negatives and I actually did a glass plate as well. Oh, cool. I did, uh, prior to push and record, I did a couple of glass plates. Um, we will get to all of the glass plates thing in a couple of weeks, hopefully. But before that, I'm also doing a uh, negative. And one caveat, if you're planning on an making a print, like a direct contact print from a negative, it's probably best not to use the original negative unless you want to lose it. I have lost a couple of negatives this way, but um, you can be really careful or you could just make a digital negative. So I would suggest a digital negative, but this right now is it's neat because it's an all analog process. So That is really funny that you say that, but go on. What, what do you mean? I, I told you... To, to make digital negatives and you were like no 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 never. no no I'm totally in favor of it but for the project that I was doing I wanted it to be all analog so I, I couldn't do it because of that project so uh, okay so I am set up in my bathroom I have a it's dark it's dark so how am I gonna make a cyanotype when it's dark well I have a UV lamp I've got a um, oh I don't want to what is it called I'm looking here ever ever beam it's one where the uh, the light waves are very, very UV, and it's great for sanotypes. And I will have that a link to that, I guess, in the show notes. So I'm ready to start. I have my countdown clock here, and I'm starting. The light is on, and we are exposing a negative. So you technically <laughs> don't need need a uh, that system. You can use the sun if you have a sun near you. Uh, poor Eric is in Seattle, so he has no sun yeah. at the moment. I don't. I have no sun at all. And so it's it's nice, actually. Uh, you can... The sun is great. You know, it's all well and good in its place. But it moves quite, quite quickly up here. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's lots of clouds and things like that. So you're never going to get a consistent light with the sun unless you live... Well, equator, I guess you would. But even that, you would, it does go up and down. So... For a consistent light, in the winter especially, I do recommend this particular UV lamp. I've used it a lot. And I'm very happy with it. It'll do a negative. Um, There's no exact time, I guess, the negatives, depending on their density and the coating that that you did with the uh, cyanotype paper. Um, It it, it depends. This particular negative I've tested, and it is eight minutes. I, however, did one prior to this that was four minutes. It's only a stop, but it's still, you know, it's all a difference. Yes. So what are, what are your, what is your plate of? 
Well, Mark O'Brien sent me a pack of five by seven glass plates. So okay. it's two ladies just just chilling by the oh. by the dock. This was an ex- these were negatives. Yes. Oh wow! Oh, that's cool. I haven't seen these at all. I figured uh, I'd give it a shot. So what I ended up doing is um, it's a pretty dense plate. Mm-hmm. So I um, taped it to the side of my uh, dark room in the sun. Okay. And your dark room <laughs> is not inside. Your dark room is a trailer that sits outside. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so okay. most of these have were exposed for about like anywhere from a minute to like three or four minutes. The sun was fairly bright, and you can kind of just like see the print darken. As yeah. it, you could just you set it out in the sun. And honestly, I would really like to maybe do some cyanotypes like when we're on the road, possibly. Yeah, yeah for sure. I talked about doing a project like that where I would like pick some plants and like do cyanotypes every time like I camp somewhere. But then you were like, probably can't do that because like native plants and like cutting things or whatever. So you spoiled the fun on that one. It's not my fault. I think we should still do it. So we should okay. do another like outside cyanotype because I, I really want to see how you feel about the sun exposing it instead of just like your the lamp, you know? Well, that's where I started, though. I mean, my first cyanotypes were, were with the sun. Mm-hmm. And like I said, it's okay. But, you know, the, the lamp, depending on how, you know, the distance you have from the negative to the lamp, it will take, you know, that, that, does, that does change the time, too. If I would have put a book under it or something, it probably would have lessened the time. But that's okay. I can talk mm-hmm. through eight minutes. Yeah, I just, it, it is a lot quicker to do it in the sun, I it guess. Is. Yeah, it can yeah. be. It can be. It can be. But this, I guess, is more precise. So I could see you liking liking that. Yeah. It's also here. Mm-hmm. You know, I can, if, I, if I, hey, it's dark. I want to do some sanitypes. Well, if I was going to rely on the sun, I'd be out of luck. Fortunately, I don't have to rely on the sun. True. It is true. So you had took, so you did some negatives as well? Yeah, I did. Um... I had some five by seven negatives I took of uh, one of Marley's friends. I think Mm. one was Rachel. Mm -hmm. And then I actually did a scarf with uh, Marley and her boyfriend uh, as a kind of like a little gift. I I had, I still have scarves in my dark room in a black light tight bag uh, because I just haven't had time to like expose them. And I kind of just like lost steam on that. Like I didn't really have anything creative to do with them. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to store these for a little bit and figure it out later. (laughs) So I I grabbed one at least. Um, So yeah. And of course I have one of um, the one of Rachel's really pretty. I, I taped Mm -hmm. some of these off just so there was like a hard edge yeah. Um, not really any brush, sto- brush strokes. I also cut one um, out, so there's actually like a bit of white border around it, so okay. I can kind of see if this is actually like work- staining is working correctly. Yeah. Um, the one of Rachel I really enjoy. I pulled two little daisies and put them in like opposite corners, and then put some lavender 
um, sprigs and kind of pressed uh-huh. that down with the negative and, and got a really beautiful exposure of that. I will oh, yeah. definitely show you that. Like, um, I took some pictures while I was doing it. So, you uh-huh. know, I got, I got some footage of it. Nice. I How am... about you? Well, my negative that I'm burning now, burning, I'm a screen printer, so I'm going to say burning, and I'm exposing now, is of, um, a couple weeks ago, I was wandering around the, the ass end of Seattle, and I was looking for something to shoot, and I couldn't find anything, so I went down this, this weird little alley next to some railroad tracks, and I saw an old Burlington Northern engine, and I think I may have mentioned that on the podcast, so this is that photo that I am, uh, I'm, I'm doing. Yeah, BNSF it's on, is uh, Burlington Northern and uh, something else. That is true. Santa Fe. Damn it. Yes. Okay. Uh, it is, the negative is Ectopan. Old mm. Ectopan from 1983. So, yes, this was a test shot that I did. Uh, I've got a minute left, and I am under a red light. I have a red... Um, like the little, like the, the headlamp that we use for mm-hmm. camping. I have a little red light on that. Most of them do. And it works pretty okay for this. I don't think I would trust it in like a, an actual dark room. But mm-hmm. for something like this, it's fine. Yeah. It is fine. Uh, so I did want to mention something because you said, um, you know, we're both basically using negatives. You don't have to. You can also print a negative with transparency paper. Uh-huh. I think I've talked about that before, like on the podcast uh-huh. at some point. Yeah. Um, and, and also just another thing that you could do if you, <laughs> if you kept them, which I have, I have a box of, uh, FP 100 C negatives. So yes, oh, yeah. when you peel apart your pack film, you actually have a negative. It's just hiding. It's super secret and you have to find it. So you need like soft scrub bleach or something like that and a paintbrush and you um, you basically clean off, not the emulsion side, the, the other side, and it will expose the, um, the negative. And you yeah. can print with those. You can do cyanotypes with those. Uh, they're basically four by five negatives. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yep. Well, the beeping is my, my print being uh, hopefully Completed. finished. Completed. So I'm going to turn off the UV. And I am going to <laughs> just to remove this. I, I you have to keep the negative very close to the paper, and so to do that, you know those cheap ass frames—not even frames. Those cheap ass pieces of glass that attach to like a like some cardboard or like sort of like fake wood. They have clips on them, and they're for, for putting photos inside. Yeah. I use those to make yeah, my sanitizer. Yeah, that's the best. Yeah, so it keeps everything really nice and cozy. So right now, I'm running water over the print, and the unnecessary blues are washing away, leaving a uh, a, a, a backwards image. I must put the negative on backwards. And uh, yeah, this will take a little bit of washing. This will take qu- quite a bit of washing. So we are going to take a an early little break, and then we'll be back to talk about bleaching, because we're not done. G.I. Joe will return after these messages. Mom, that klutzy Richard spilled spaghetti sauce on my only mini dress. Men, this dry bleach I bought better work. Honey, you need Clorox to all fabric bleach. Is it better? There's nothing better for getting colors that cleanest. How's it on spaghetti stains? Clorox too strong enough to get out that tough stain. You'll 
see. No other dry bleach cleans better. To get colors their cleanest, nothing beats the strength of Clorox 2. Clorox 2 did it! See ya. Well, I thought you were mad at Richard. Mom, that was hours ago. We now return to the Transformers. Hey, welcome back. I my my print is washed, mm. and I'm actually going to add some peroxide to this. There's a, a reason for the peroxide. What is the reason for the peroxide, Vanya? Uh, well, basically, it uh makes it bluer, makes it darker, which does happen over time, but we need it to happen now. It is really fun because once you start rinsing and all the blues out, and you're kind of like, oh man, it's a little light, it's a little dull. Like, don't worry. Put a little, put a little cap full of hydrogen peroxide in that water and watch the blue get darker and beautiful. It, it's magic, isn't it? It is. Well, it's, it's, it's very science, magical. It's very magical. It's magical science. Okay. Now, you've got your cyanotype print, you know, the cyanotype I'm holding it in my hand, mm -hmm. and you've got the peroxide on, so it's very blue, or you've left it out in the sun or whatever, out in the air for a day, and it's okay. very, very blue. It's as blue as it's going to get. Okay. So what we're doing is toning mm -hmm. with a, you were using, there's a bunch of different things you can tone with, but yes. before you have to, well, before you tone, you can bleach. Mm -hmm. And what, what bleaching, do? well, bleaching takes away all of the blue. It's a little scary. <laughs> yeah. So you're like, wait a minute, everything's gone. Why would I even do that? Yeah. So... Before you bleach, you want to make sure that your that your sand tip is a little is 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 wet. You want to wet it again. You know, it doesn't need to be mm -hmm. like soaking in water for any amount of time. Just get it wet. You know, get get things opening up, and yeah. then you you can put it in the bleach. Now the bleach is let's see here. I want to get this right. Two teaspoons of sodium carbonate. That's soda ash or what washing powder, uh, baking powder, I believe, and that is two teaspoons of of that. <laughs> per one liter of water. That's all it takes. And then when you put it in, which is what I'm doing now, it immediately turns like a weird purplish color. Mm -hmm. And then it starts very slowly. <laughs> it's very slowly fading to <laughs> white. Like the whole thing is all going to white. All your hard work is done. Um, it is. Well, it actually, looks, I, looks I did want to mm -hmm. say something to... Um, because I, I, my cyanotypes are dry. I, I'm not doing them. I did them earlier today. So okay. um, even though I'm not going to be bleaching like you, I am going to wet mine just because when I stain them, I want it to be like pretty even. Um, yeah. And just yeah. like anything, like if you dye like clothes or things, they usually tell you to like wet it completely. So um, the dye basically kind of has an even, <laughs> even look to it. <laughs> Unless you're not want, if you want it to be all crazy, then do, you know, you do you. Now, right before it's all totally white, take it out of the, of the uh, bleach, which you can do mm -hmm. that with your hands. It's, it's, it doesn't, you know, wear gloves if you want to, but you don't have to. Mm -hmm. And then run it underwater and sort of get it all, get all of the bleach stuff off of it on the front and the back. You'll still see a bit of an image. There's a, it looks like, like it's a latent image and it sort of is. Mm -hmm. And so once that is all washed off and it, you know, feels nice, maybe a minute, maybe a minute. I'm going to do it for a little less. Um, uh, question. When you did that the first time, was that terrifying? Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say terrifying. I kind of knew what to expect. Oh, okay. You knew that it was going to disappear. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, they actually, 
Yeah, it was a little terrifying. That's why reading is important. That makes sense. Yeah, it was a little terrifying because the place that said it goes all white. And I will take a picture of of it, um, and I'll put it with the show notes. And you can still see there's there's a a backwards train there. And I'm going to now put it in the tea, and it's going to soak there for a couple of hours. So let's talk about toning. All right. Yeah, that'll explain. I know, like, why tea? Well, okay. It's tea time already. It is tea time already. So, okay. Tea and coffee and wine, and I'm sure some other things, have a chemical in them called tannins. And tannins are used for tanning. I don't know which word came first. I should know that. That's something that I would know. I'm sorry I don't. Yeah. Yeah. So everything you can tan with treats the image a little different, treats the print a little differently. I have done a bunch of stuff with green tea, and green tea is great because it gives a nice, almost purplish hue to the the, uh, the image, and it doesn't really stain the paper. Not much. A little bit, but not much. Black tea is also enjoyed by a lot of people because it does give a very dark, not quite black, but really close to black, uh, tones, and it stains the paper a, a little bit. I'm, I'm I'm using black tea now. It's my first time using it. <laughs> I will see how that mm-hmm. goes. Uh, coffee, Ooh, exciting. Yeah. No, you can use wine. People seem to really like wine for this. So <laughs> I wonder why. I don't know. A little bit for me. A little bit for the the print. Who knows? <laughs> but yeah, people do hey, use that's wine. how I can get some mom friends maybe It'd be like hey do you guys want to do some cyanotyping we're going to do it with wine and they'll be like oh, oh okay God. look you're not Sorry. you're not wine moms you're functional alcoholics you need help <laughs> and you can do it with coffee and that's what you're using yes. right yes I am I'm actually using coffee from this afternoon so it's a little bit cold and i am actually using green tea too so i have one they're these super adorable little four by five plastic trays that i got in someone's darkroom setup they're just tiny just the tiniest little baby trays they're so cute (laughs) don't worry i took a picture of them you guys will see them oh good so i have coffee in one and then i have tea in the other and i have two cyanotypes face down just bathing in them right now now i think it would be kind of fun this is going to be weird for me to say and you are going to make fun of me for saying this i think it would be a little fun to develop a four by five sheet in caffeinol and then tan it (laughs) tan it in that same caffeine tan a print in that same caffeinol i don't know like uh the, the used uh, developer? Yeah, the same developer. Like, like kind of like how we do it with the PMK. Sort of, yeah. You have There's a few more steps, obviously. You take the negative and you, you dry it and please scan it first. And then, you know, make a cyanotype of it and then you know, bleach it and then tan it. But it would be interesting if you could do that. I don't know. I don't know if maybe the, the vitamin C in it or something else in it would, would stop the tanning. No idea. But that'd Ooh. be a, kind of a fun thing to try. You know what? Let's... Yeah, we'll do one with just, like, regular coffee. Next time we do, um, well, spoiler alert, we're probably going to have to do a dev party. Finally! Finally, you guys! On caffeinol. So when that happens, I will save some spent caffeinol, and we will use it for a staining uh, test. 
race, per se. We could do that. Can you, you guys, he said we could do that. <laughs> it's a miracle. What the hell? I'm not. <laughs> you know how long I've been trying to get him to do this all, you guys? I've done all. Actually, I think, no, I'm going to say this, this, this negative was, was developed in all, but I don't think it was. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. It was developed in, I, th- I think, HC 110. What negative is that? The train? Yes, that's the train negative, the one I'm doing now. So many places say that, oh, just make tea, just, just do it in tea. And I had a search so long trying to figure out, like, what does that mean? Is it like brew a cup mm-hmm. of tea and do it in that? What do you mean? And so, because <laughs> the, I never gave the formula. And some places would be like, oh, use a lot of tea, which doesn't mean anything. Yeah. And I know that these things are kind of more crafts than, than science or chemistry. And that's great, Mm -hmm. but I'm going to need a little bit more exacting information here. And so finally, this is what I do. (laughs) I brew 10 tea bags in Mm -hmm. about 250 milliliters of water, which I think is a little too little. I think it should be closer to 500 milliliters of water. Probably. And then, uh, because it's going to evaporate all away. And then Mm -hmm. add 1.5 liters of water to that. Of room temperature water. And that brings everything to like a, a pretty normal room temperature kind of vibe, which is great. You could use a little bit of less water. It's, a, it's not an exact science, but you do know how much tea to use. And that is 10 tea bags. 10 tea bags worth of tea. Well, you asked me and you're like, how many? And I'm like, I don't know, a lot. Yeah. And you're like, well, how many? I'm like, like a lot. And you're like 10 or five or more. Well, but, I'm not a tea drinker. I mean, I drink herbal tea, but you can't, yeah, no. can't use herbal tea. So, have you ever used, like, you haven't used uh, tea to, like, stain things before? No, I haven't. You haven't, like, made old, um, like, Tolkien maps and tea stained paper? No, I have not. I have not done that. Interesting. Isn't it? Isn't it weird that I haven't done that? You'd think I would have. Yeah, it is kind of weird. Yeah. Yeah. Even, like, I, I remember oh, years ago... My tattoo artist, they were making some flash and they, they uh, had coffee stained and tea, taint, uh, tea stained paper that they were working on. And then they were drawing their flash on it so it looked like really old and vintage. It was, it was pretty cool. That is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Now, I've been like a cooking show. I have been staining uh, a print for about an hour, hour and a half now. And so it, it probably could stain a little bit more, but I don't know. So I'm going to pull it, and this is, <laughs> okay. this is one that I made with a plate. Nice. Have you peeped? Or oh, yeah, peeped yeah, yeah, yeah. You can, you can do everything else after the initial exposure you can do under a light, and you should see what you're doing. It looks a little flat, and that's not too surprising since it's from a plate, and uh, it's not exactly the best print in the world, and probably not the best negative in the world. But uh, I'll take a picture of it. to try it. And, uh, yeah. I have a question. So after, so yes, you're totally doing the whole like, oh, well I did one earlier and here's one already made in the oven. Uh, but for everybody else that is going to be doing this after however many hours you decide to stain, you said a couple hours, right? About two. Some people do it a lot longer, like eight, 10 like overnight. overnight, so you could do like I could actually just leave these until tomorrow. I mean, allegedly, I don't know, but maybe. Okay, 
Well, it would be maybe interesting to try that too. Yeah, uh, why not? After after you're done staining, how long are you washing it? Does it matter? No. No, I mean just get it as long as just so that there's not tea dripping everywhere. Okay. It's more of a uh, cleanliness thing. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, one thing that I I did I forgot that I did this. I had been doing the staining and you know, making cyanotypes and staining and all of that about a month ago. And mm-hmm. I wonder what would happen if I didn't bleach, but I just stained a cyanotype. And so I mm-hmm. did it. I left it in the stain for a couple of hours. And I pulled it, and it was slightly different color. Like, slightly. Like, the blue was a slightly, slightly different hue. So then I bleached it. And all of the blue, or pretty much all of the blue, came off, and it revealed a really lovely brown underneath. Oh, yeah, I do remember that. Yep. And I'll take a picture of that as well, because why not? And yeah, that's 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 it. It's not a very pretty picture, but you know, it, it is brown. It's witchcraft. You would definitely be burned at the stake. <laughs> and that was done with, with green tea, and I'm looking at the difference between the two, and then yeah, black tea is a little darker, pretty much. Mm-hmm. I will probably leave, like you, I'll probably leave one of the prints soaking overnight. Um, hopefully... Mosey Jenkins doesn't get into the tea and get all hepped up, or even more hepped up. Hilarious. That'd be awesome. So I'll put that someplace where you can't get to it. Yeah, maybe like, can you refrigerate it? Uh, I'll probably (laughs) just put it it in in the oven and not turn it on. So that'll probably be what I do. (laughs) Hopefully no one preheats in your house. Nobody does preheat in this house. We're a a non-preheating house here. So I'll tell the, the, the story real quick. Uh, growing up... Yes, please do. Growing up, my mom's... My mom wasn't the best cook in the world. God bless her. That's she did try. Nice. But she was, I'm sure she was great. Sure. And so her cookies were always, like, rock hard. Like, <laughs> I don't like, chip a tooth hard. And we could never figure out why. And my mom could never figure out why. And then one day in my early adulthood... I was, I guess, there at her house, and I was going to bake some cookies, and so I preheated the oven. And she's like, what are you doing? I'm like, well, I'm, the recipe says to, to preheat the oven. She's like, "Don't you don't have to do that. I'm like, what do you mean I don't have to do that? <laughs> but it says it right there. I was like, yeah, it's just, it'll get, it'll get up to temperature eventually. Just put the cookies in there, and it'll be fine. <laughs> but, but... That it's necessary, and she just, she thought it was like a scam. Like for some reason, I don't know who would be scamming. This is a really weird scam to pull off. Big that, oven. That is why my mom's cookies are are you know like uh, clay pigeons, and I told her that I was like, this is why your cookies are so hard. <laughs> She's like, no, that's not why. <laughs> like, okay, okay. Then why? I, I don't. She didn't have an explanation. Does she want them like that? No, no. She doesn't like her own cookies. Ugh. Yeah. She she it doesn't she's a little a little stubborn when you present her with facts, you know? Oh my god. You know? That's just wow. how it works. I don't know anybody like that. Yeah. Well, about half of the country, <laughs> maybe. So Um, so my my prints are staining away and your prints are staining away. Mm-hmm. And 
I guess that's it for now. That's it for now. I think, why don't we... I guess we're going to do a futures. This isn't quite the same, but we can do the futures. Uh, it'll probably be the, the uh, tomorrow of the future. Tomorrow of the future. Okay, we are here now. We were there, and now we are here. That is so true. So it actually, it's the the evening after... It's about 24 hours later. Okay. Okay. 24 hours about later. About 24 hours later. How so, about you go first? How about I go first? Well, we can mm-hmm. go back and forth. How many prints do you have? I'm going to talk about three. Three. I have four. Sort of. Mostly three. So I guess the one that I was working on that, I, that the most was the, the train one, the backwards train one, where I flipped the negative. I'm looking at it now, and I will have pictures of this on the show notes and in the blog and on social media. And, uh, yeah, it looks pretty good. With black tea, I do notice that the sky, which would be pretty white, is pretty brown. But everything's a lot more brown around it, so that's sort of the lighter thing. Cool. Yeah, so I tanned this for about two hours, and it looks nice. And I, I, don't, I wouldn't want it any, any darker. I would lose shadow detail. And uh, it's just a... Nice little print. Nothing amazing about it, but but I like it. It's definitely better than like a blue sienna type. So how about how about you? What, which one were you working on? Yeah, there was like a portrait one. Yeah. Well, I I actually really like cyanotypes. I really like the blue, but okay. I understand the purpose of this sure. uh, was to tan them and turn them different colors. Yes. I did one in coffee and one in green tea, okay. and I left them overnight. Okay. Um, so this is the coffee one and this is the green tea one. Okay. I'm looking at like a Mark Rothko painting here. What what are we looking at? <laughs> um, actually the back of it is like way cooler. It's debatable. Uh, so basically what happened was yesterday I coated some paper with a new kit that I had gotten and mixed up probably like a couple months ago. It's in a dark bottle hiding in my dark room. So it hasn't been like out in the sun or anything like that. Um, I coated the paper pretty good and I let it sit for probably like 45 minutes or so. And I stuck, I stuck them out of this in the sun and um, an image appeared. (laughs) And then once I started to wash, I noticed it started to, it was really yellow and it disappeared. And I was like, oh shit, I think I didn't dry the chemicals enough, which is, is basically exactly what happened. Yeah. Sounds like it. Um, so the pictures <laughs> that, that are not there, um, are those tests that I did overnight. I thought I was going to really like the coffee one. I was not really sure about the green tea for some reason i was like how is this gonna stain it like green tea that's weird it's so light um but holy shit i love the green tea the green tea is beautiful it looks the tone of the i mean even though i don't have a picture here there is still um a cyanotype like yeah there's kind of exposure yeah there is an exposure on both of these and uh the tones of the green tea i really really enjoy I don't necessarily think you need to leave it overnight no. uh, because I did another one today. And this time <laughs> I let it dry 
overnight or for a couple hours. And uh, I just retested it and came out with a beautiful picture. So, um, yeah, okay, you're, you're showing a portrait. Mm-hmm. Oh, who is this? This is one of Marley's friends. Okay. It was a picture that I um, took with my 5x7 camera. Okay. And then it's it's just like a big 5x7 negative, basically. Yeah. It's, um, it's, in, it's an incredibly wonderful print. It is unbelievable. Yeah. And I was not sure how I felt about this kit. And we weren't... Re- I wasn't going to even talk about the kit i was just going to talk about cyanotyping because i wasn't sure about how like how i felt about like opinion wise about the the new kit now if you guys don't understand what i'm talking about the new new kit from photographer's formulary comes in powder form and you need like a mortar and pestle to like crush up and grind and it makes about 100 milliliters of formula which seems like a very tiny amount. Uh, you can water it down to make 200, but if you're looking for uh, something that gives you uh, really good mid-tones, I would stick with just the 100 milliliter uh, recipe. And I, <laughs> I am a believer. It is <laughs> so good, you guys. It is totally worth grinding up stuff. I mean, it was straight witchcraft in my in my kitchen. I was like, this is ridiculous. What am I doing? I have to grind up all this stuff and make sure I don't breathe it in. It's a little dangerous. Uh, but yeah, it's absolutely stunning. I cannot wait to share it with you. It's beautiful. Um, I did end up tanning this one too in green tea. Um, I ended up steeping a new batch and leaving it in for about like 30 or 40 minutes. And it's a great color, but the blue that it was before this was amazing as well. So I think what I will end up doing, I have some more um, coated and I will expose a few more and I'm going to just show you what it looks like without it tanned. And then I'll show you this one. Yeah, You showed me <laughs> a picture of what it looked like before you tanned it. And it was, there was the blue in it. It was a really nice blue, but there was also like a brown behind it. Yeah. It's very strange. I don't know if that was like purposely done. I mean, I guess it wasn't purposely done, but I don't know if that's in, like if that's indicative of the cyanotype of the of what they call it, the new cyanotype or yeah, if it was new. just some some fluke or whatever, but whatever it was, it was really really fun. I'm using a it, maybe it's the paper. I, this is the first time I'm using like fancy paper. It's like Canson cold pressed. Uh, oh yeah, I have one of those watercolor paper yeah um i would say it's probably worth getting fancy paper for the texture of this paper is beautiful the only thing i would say is this stuff uh don't touch it when it's wet because it tends to uh kind of rub off a little bit yeah the the cold the hot press stuff is like the real smooth stuff and that will that's what i what i uh, printed this on was the the hot press Mm, okay. Um, this is, yeah, this is a, not a, it's from a glass plate. It's not an incredibly great print, but, you know, the glass plate wasn't incredibly great to begin with. Yeah, but that's pretty good. It's, how how long did you expose that one for? I think this was eight minutes. Okay. Because it was a very th- thin, 
we, we would call it a thin negative. No, we would call it a thick negative. It was, it's dark, like dense? It was, yeah, or I was guess, it like, I don't know, I, I, yeah, I don't know, I don't know, I take all that back, I take all that back. Okay. But it was, it just didn't work out real well, but it, I, I'm, I'm more or less happy with that one, and this one was in, this one was in the tray for about two hours, and when then I separated it, and I noticed it. At a, at, a, at a few other prints in that same tray, and some of them overlapped, and some of it tanned a little bit more than the others. So I left this one in overnight, thinking, well, maybe it'll just kind of take care of itself. And by morning, it took care of itself. The dark spots from where it wasn't overlapping didn't get any darker, but the light spots that were too light because of being overlapping to other, with other prints got as dark as the darker spots, and you can't tell where the overlap was. So that's interesting. There is a limit on tanning. That's what I was going to ask. Yeah. So basically what you're saying is technically you don't need to keep it overnight because it's only going to tan to a certain extent, unless we're what you're keeping it in there for days at a time. Yeah, I would think so. I don't, I don't know if that would even help. Maybe if you agitated it a lot more, maybe that would be a thing. I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. Uh, and the last, well, the last one I did is, is on... This is on hot as well, hot press. And it's another glass plate of, of a, a really interesting shot. One of my favorite shots that I've taken. Yeah, it's beautiful. And nothing real special about this. It's, it's, it was in the tan tanning uh, solution for maybe two hours. It looks great. I really wish it were green tea. This is black tea again. The, uh, the paper is stained a little bit more than I like it to be. But that's all right. You have anything mm. else? No, that's that's basically it. I mean, okay. I honest, <laughs> I mean, yeah, no, no, you did, you did. That's just great. That's really, really. Yeah, I think the gradients of her face, though, that yeah. shadow detail, and the big negative helps too. Yeah, dude, I love. Oh my gosh, five by seven. Mm. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> so I have one more, and it was the Ooh. one that it's the one that I was talking about that I didn't bleach it but i tanned it in green tea and then when i bleached it like literally months later all of the blue came out of it and it left the tan on it hmm. and uh I'll, I'll put that one up too it, it's just it looks i mean there's some blue still around the edges mm -hmm. but it looks just like i did it like the, the proper way so you don't have to if you don't have bleach for some reason you can still tan your sanotypes and then bleach them later it, it, I'm sure that there might be a little bit of a difference, but I, I don't really see it if there is. Very so, interesting. Yeah, that's it. I would, I, I, I don't hate the blue Santa type look, but it, it's very things start to look very samey with that. Look at it, it's like Santa type, like okay, that's a Santa type. And so with tanning, you can very. The colors of it you can tan with different things you can even if you you can even do something called duotones god is that what it's called is that what it's called duotone i'm not sure i keep talking uh, well you can coat the if you coat the paper numerous times like coat it let it dry for a little bit and then coat it again you can sometimes uh tan certain layers of that and the other certain the other layers won't tan and then you get 
two shades of, or won't tan as much. I mean, you get two shades of tanning, but they're oh. based on, I guess, exposure. Huh. Yeah, I'm, I'm not, I've not done it yet, so I can't really explain it, but that's, uh, a, that, that, that could be good. It could be really cheesy. It's kind of hard to say. I think what I'm looking, well, I, I'm all for a traditional cyanotype. I love them. Yeah. Anything with a pressed flower and you got oh. me. It's beautiful. Yeah, I, I fully agree with that. I think anything like that, I think the blue really serves it. I'm talking strictly negatives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm talking strictly negatives. Yeah, I, I like to see what people do with their negatives. I like to see the, the differences. And, mm-hmm. and this tan, I mean, I probably wouldn't have tanned it unless it was for this this episode. And I'm glad I did because I didn't think I was going to like it. And I actually do. I also thought I was going to like coffee better than green tea. And I liked the green tea better. So I kind of surprised myself. Yeah. Hands down. Green tea is the favorite for me. Yeah. It doesn't stay in the paper per se. No, not (laughs) really much at all. Yeah. It's not maybe extremely bright white, but it's, definitely not stained how it did with um with the coffee no nor with the black tea black tea does quite a lot of staining as well so yeah i'm quite happy this was like a really fun project if you guys don't have a kit i definitely recommend um if you don't mind grinding your own powder together get the photographer's formulary new cyanotype kit yeah i promise you simple it's amazing (laughs) If you want something very simple, you can get the regular kit, which is actually a lot more. I mean, it's a lot a lot more liquid you get with that. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Either way, you're going to have a lot of fun with it. You can even get, if you want to just try it out, you can even get the pre-sensitized paper just to kind of see, you know, if it's for you. But we recommend coating and, and you know, maybe working out different techniques of coating. And uh, it could be fun. Yeah, if if you've never printed before, this is kind of a really big step towards printing. Well, it is printing. Yes. <laughs> like, I mean, you know what I mean? You're coating yeah. paper and you're, you're it, yeah. it's kind of the same idea as like darkroom printing. And yeah. I think a lot of people think darkroom printing is just like beyond them and so far away. And it really isn't uh, because this is basically the same thing and you could be practicing with this and kind of getting uh, excited about making prints of your own photography. So do it. It's pretty cool. Oh, and as far, I don't know if we really like discuss this, but if you have a printer at home and your negatives are too small, there are ways of making them bigger. (laughs) Put it in Photoshop invert them back into a negative and print it on transparency, transparency paper. Yeah. Just make sure you get the right transparency for your printer. <laughs> it's all true. And I want to do that at some point. That's something I definitely want to do. It's fun. And you can adjust, like say you have a thin negative, you can adjust it in Photoshop and make it a little denser. So when the sun hits it, it'll be, uh, it'll make a better print. Yes, for sure. Well, I had a lot of good times doing this. This was a lot of fun. So thank you for joining me. And thank all of you for joining us. Yeah. Is there anything else to say here before we cut them loose? Nope. 
No. Have a good week. Have a good week, and we will see you in one week for <gasps> the uh, main episode. Woohoo! Which we'll be talking about. We'll be talking to a really wonderful guest. I'm super excited about. And we'll be talking about Kodak Girls from the 1910s, early 1900s, and late 1800s. And the weird ad campaign that Kodak ran for fucking decades. So it's going to be a lot of fun. We're also going to be talking about fancy, adorable cameras with lipsticks and compacts. Thank you very much. That, that is part of it. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Thank you all so much for listening. We love you. I'm drinking bleach. I'm so bored, I'm drinking bleach.